Hi everyone, and welcome to The Animal and the Machine. If you like what you're hearing here, please find me at theanimalmachine.com. Look me up as The Animal and the Machine on Patreon. And please join the Philosopher's Club. Something come from this would be nice. And tell your friends about this podcast. I would appreciate that a lot. I'm doing this entirely in my spare time, for absolutely no money whatsoever, because it's something I feel like I just need to share. So if you can support me, pass the word on. But otherwise, just enjoy. self-worth, which can't help but require talking about money, power, and control. So let's go. I'm sure that anyone who's really thought about self-worth has at some point found themselves on the floor staring at a ceiling, an eighth of a billionth of the population, on a planet in a solar system in a galaxy with 100 billion stars, in a universe where we can see more than 100 billion galaxies. In fact, we are limited by the speed of light as to what we can see in the universe. As the universe is bigger than the distance light travels in 14 billion years. Our life, a firefly on a timeline that places the whole human race on less than a second of a 24-hour age in the universe clock. Is it all pointless? Are you pointless? Now you can see my episodes 2 and 3 about the key to happiness and the meaning of life. But it's time to talk about you and your self-worth. If you are in a dark place, with the colour of the world somehow drained out, and it's not that you cried in despair, but that you're still here afterwards, empty, and I have a use for you, I have a purpose for you, and I want you to go help people. If you've written yourself off, then you've nothing to lose, and I hope you find a purpose. The first thing we need to do, however, is to let you recognise yourself. Do not be depressed at the pointlessness of it all and your place in the universe. If you are sad, then know that you are back engineering a result. It's in your head. See, being sad is an animal motion, and that is where you're stuck. The machine, your higher cognitive reasoning, is the problem solver, and it's looking for an answer based on the question you gave it. So, it isn't all pointless, and that's why you're sad. You're sad. And your machine head is telling you it's because it's all pointless. The thing is, it isn't. So, are you worth anything? Of course you f***ing are. There's nothing rarer than you. No one else exists in your space-time. You are a rare human on a rare planet. And if you need outside validation, I'm it. If you can be sad at things, then you can be happy at things too. If you can care about others, then you have a beautiful soul, and I need you to find people who care. The easiest way is to find people like you. Go find your social group. You are magnificent. We are advanced life forms that evolved in part through predation, so our energy requirements are above what we can produce. I think in their tradition, Christians accidentally captured this understanding slightly 
with the concept of original sin. Now I think this is a bit more twisted, but anyway. You see, it's more like an original energy debt. You just can't stop or you die. Entropy is a killer. You constantly need energy, so you constantly need food. And so you need work to get food. These days, usually via the work for money for food, rather than the work for picking berries to eat. Money is just an IOU for work. And so being wealthy means you spend these on getting people to work for you. You see, work can be bottled. People can work at mountains to dig out ore. They can work at smelting the ore into steel. They can work the steel into a gun and ammunition. You can buy that gun with work IOUs, money, and that's economics. So money is a form of power, and power is the means to make things happen, which is important as it is used to manage risk. A bear will rip you apart in hand-to-hand -hand combat, no matter how ninja you think you are. But versus you and a gun, that gun that was built, you will probably come out on top, even if you just throw it and hit it on the nose, quite frankly. Now the human animal, the more advanced social part of the animal, feels power as social standing. Or in other words, power is cool. Or more accurately, cool is power. Sunglasses hide your eyes. You can see through them, so you have an advantage over others. However, crazy, silly sunglasses that look like a liability in a fight are uncool as they restrict your power. And that's because people know it. The coolest people are so cool, they don't care about being cool. If something affects you, then it has power over you. And so, if you're affected by the desire to be cool, then that's uncool. Power is important to understand. But people mistake power for self-worth, and the supposed lack of self-worth for the lack of power. The trouble happens when people who have power and want more of it, without empathy for others, will argue that power is worth. And if they can get you to submit to it, then they have even more power, as they have power over you. It's the perception of increased social standing by increasing the gap between them and you. But it's not by them rising, it's by them pushing you down. And let's be honest, if you're some talentless f***er, maybe that's the only way you can increase your power. The insidious side of power is that people try to lock it in with control. Not self-control, this is the opposite. Non-self-control, control on you. Again, I'm going to borrow Latin, because people like it. I'm going to coin this, arepo control, E-R-E-P-O. Latin to creep out, creep up, or creep over. You really need to understand arepo control, because your failure that you use to judge yourself so harshly is against a backdrop of a controlled environment. So let's take law. Law is a method of control, and there is an ideology of law, one I do subscribe to. With these laws, we have civility by outlawing things like theft and murder. But there's also irrepo control laws, and these get hidden by being bundled in with the civility laws. Any attack on them is conflated as an attack on the rule of law by those in control. When slavery was outlawed, the systems in place at that time effectively remained, and those keen to retain the power found ways to maintain it, like the use of recognition. What use is a law declaring freedom and being black in an area is enough to get you stopped? What use is a law that says the police can't stop you without probable cause if they then just invent probable cause so they can stop you? What use is a legal system when the cop's word is taken? And what is emancipation 
if the black population ends up in prison, in chains, manufacturing number plates, without a vote. Red lines also stop black businesses growing. So black women who ran their businesses, and let's pick hair salons as the example, ran in their kitchen. But this was made illegal without a prohibitive regulatory license. And if that license says you must run it as a business, but your mortgage says your mortgage is invalid if your house is a business, then things can get pretty messy pretty quickly. Also, tipping in restaurants was made big in America, so business owners who were white didn't have to pay their black workforce. And that doesn't sound like emancipation to me either. Incidentally, don't make the mistake of not tipping on principle though, as the business owners will just laugh at you as you're helping them have people work for nothing. Tip generously. If this issue bothers you, make the getting of a living minimum wage a political priority. Let's take sexism. And here's a conceptual example of what can happen. Schools may say that there is no gender restriction on the climbing frame, and there isn't. And they also say the boys are somehow better at climbing it. Now you see, the rules do say that boys must wear trousers and that girls must wear skirts. And also, you know, the rules of general decency means that no one should be flashing their underwear in the climbing frame. I think you can work out what happens next. Now in my opinion, most gendered rules in schools should just be largely abolished, as these are repo controls. The root of most of these is sexism. Now, the rules can certainly say that children must wear official school uniform. They must wear trousers or skirts. But that's all it needs to say. The kids can work it out from there. Now, just to rein in my own righteousness a bit here, do know that the world does not owe you a living. But if you do want a fair crack at it, then you do need to stand up for equality. So back to you and your self-worth. As a wise song once said, Whatever you do, don't congratulate yourself too much or break yourself either. Your choices are half chance. So are everybody else's. And wear sunscreen. Us humans are inherently magnificent, unless you bring negativity that brings you down. And if there is negativity in your life, do your best to fix it or let it go. Now, in some cases, you do have to just live with it. And that I'm sorry I can't help you with. But fight where you can. Don't stop. We really need to, just for this bit, forget the machine brain of yours and look to the animal for the emotions. Spite will destroy you by rotting you from the inside, and love will be destroyed by anger, so save it for your righteousness. Also, most anger can be cured by a good night's sleep, so maybe try that. If you are happy with yourself and you know you're kind, then you are. If you're worried about your negativity, then congratulations, you care. You are a good person. I find that most people need a pep talk, and the reason why is because even though you know it's true, you still have that element of doubt. But when you hear from someone else, you know that actually they've thought about it. And what you've got here is the beginning of the wisdom of crowds, and you instinctively know if a second person says it, that it holds a lot more value. You have this in meetings. One person says one thing, people are like, what? And the second person actually says, no, that's a great idea, and I think also because of this. And suddenly it has a lot more worth. The human emotional animal and the human constructed machine brain are built to understand the law of averages without really thinking about it. And as mentioned, that is the wisdom of the crowds. So <laughs> you're programmed to believe the same thing you've been telling yourself if I say it instead of you. So let me tell you about you. And I'm going to represent your closest friends when I say this. And if you say you don't have any, then I'm going to represent those of your past or your future. And this is from then. You? <laughs> You are magnificent. You may not have deployed that magnificence yet, but it's in there. 
<laughs> you did that funny thing that entertained us, and I can't believe how you sang that song that time. You bring me joy. I love your style, but I can't believe you wore that thing. Also, you really need to stop doing, well, you know, yeah. Oh, and please buy a new thingy. Also, it doesn't matter how long it's been between when we talk. We pick straight up as if no time has passed. And I think you're very brave. It's so important you do that thing you love. Please continue that. Keep going. You are right about this. You can do this. And they are not right for you in that. And they're coming from different angles, so it's just different. It's a different need. Don't worry about it. So that might have been a bit weird, but I've you tapped into something in there. Listen to the kids. They know the song. It's going to be all right. Now, I need you to find the issue you really care about, whether it's ageism, poverty, the dearth of live music in your local pubs, sexism or racism. The path to a better world is a better democracy setting up better laws. Choose your topic, and if you can, stand up and represent that issue. If, like most people, you don't have time for that, as you're too busy fixing your biological energy bill, then get behind those who can represent your issues. Have people stand next to our country's leaders, letting them know that this person, for example, represents 30 million women, asking, what are you doing with this new law? We need advocates. You are amazing. You can do this. You are of tremendous self-worth. And if you're in that dark place, I need you to become an advocate. Thank you.